0: Hello and welcome to your favorite YouTube channel, Cartoonist Kayfabe. My name is Jim Rugg. I'm Ed Piskor. Before we begin today's video, I want to remind everybody of a few things. Cartoonist Tober is upon us. This is our prompt list. We are underway, so we're a couple of uh, prompts into this, but basically join us, pick a prompt, corresponds to the day of the month, draw it, and tag us in your social media whenever you share it. We've already seen a bunch of great drawings. We'll share some of the best, some of our favorites, and it's also a good way just to let everybody know that you are part of the Cartoonist Kayfabe creative audience. We also have a Cartoonist Kayfabe Patreon. There are three different levels that will get you access to our videos early. And at the King Kayfaber level, you will get access to all of our videos first because you will be sitting in on our live recording session. We are talking to the King Kayfabers between videos right now. And it gives you a leg up on the Kayfabe effect. If you guys are... Decide you want to add one of the books that we look at to your collection. You want to be the first ones in line. Uh, if the book is rare, it will disappear or go up in price. So become a King favor and you will have your pick of these books. Finally, I want to remind everybody that we are a daily comic book YouTube channel. We have 1,500 videos out there to choose from. And you can search those videos on our YouTube homepage. So go look for your favorite comic book or creator there. Alright, Ed, we are diving into advertising, one of my favorite topics. This is a book by Fanographics. They put out, I think, two years ago Comics Admin. And uh, basically, before Frederick Wortham and the uh, comics code of the 50s, comics kind of took over advertising and there's a couple of venues of how this works one is if you have the skill set of a cartoonist you could uh maybe parlay that into better pay working for these advertising agencies the other way that it works is if you are a uh, strip artist especially that is a big time borderline celebrity in the 30s you would get paid to endorse some of these products totally
1: i've been uh, appreciating dick brown more and more since i started the channel uh this is this is the guy who created Hagar the Horrible which is a, considered a fucking joke now you know nobody cared about Hagar in our lifetime it was a nepo baby strip like uh, his, his kid did it when when yes. it was it was our time but dick brown's cartooning is unassailable and he's a cartoonist that could do everything so here he's working in that kind of UPA style but he could do realistic he could do bigfoot uh that his hagar strips if you see a dick brown hagar it's it's different than the chris brown stuff
0: and uh just exceptional exceptional artist so the book starts out with basically a little bit of a backstory on advertising an artist and i was talking about like celebrity cartoonist yeah Here we have George McManus. He's not drawing an ad. He is the celebrity endorser. This is your Michael Jordan of, you know, 1953 beer advertising. And it looks like he's had a few, but it it puts it into perspective as to kind of the stature of these guys. You know, you see his name right at the top of the ad. I I want to put our uh, name
1: in in, in the hat for uh, Strathmore uh, endorsement uh you know Jimmy and I would be happy to uh you know draw those those uh covers to the tablets uh dude you know who this this is Martin O'Dell absolutely and and, and the reason you know that is because you went to the Pittsburgh Comic Con enough times to visit Mr. O'Dell when he would have prints of this and the golden age green lantern
0: uh for sale when he's about 80 years old man when we were little dudes Yeah, pretty wild, but it makes sense. If you're a good character designer, why wouldn't it make sense for you to do character design for advertising companies? The three, three, roll of three there in your design. (laughs) Kind of interesting. Noel Sickles, who did Scorchy Smith, and we'll see more Noel Sickles as we go through, but leaves a couple of years in in doing comic strips and then goes off to an illustration and advertising career is uh, very, very successful. So again, this is kind of the background for this time period and what people were doing, but it really speaks to how much the uh, the versatility of comic book artists and cartoonists, how great it was. Here's how you were such an expert on your little Savage Dragon right. spiel right here with C.C. Beck's uh, Captain Tootsie gimmick. How about that? Now you can see this Captain Tootsie in the uh, semi-almost monthly Adventures of Savage Dragon, <laughs> which is just really weird to think about. Like, this is where that character started.
1: Isn't this beautiful, though? And, and uh, doesn't it make so much sense that with this grand tradition, that that would be something that lifetime student of comics chris ware would make note of himself without the help of this book or something and then do those very robust ad pieces absolutely that were, that were mocking up these old comic strip ads because i mean it's clearly a grand tradition
0: yeah absolutely and this is a great article because it's completely cited very clearly I, i'd, um, I'd I like to appreciate that
1: i'd like to put our name into the hat for the uh, palomino black wing uh, pencil uh, the the pencil of the
0: of the stars um you had mentioned kind of that 1950s animation style yeah you're gonna see quite a bit of that i feel like this this is a piece of that but johnstone and cushing is the company that you know like neil adams famously worked there but a lot of cartoonists came through there that's about 35 years of like high high level illustration and cartoonists i
1: mean look what it is like that's that's their business is to bring the comic strip style into your your ad stuff so like as mad men they weren't doing rockwell Right. They were doing comic book stuff. Like, and
0: they would do complete comic books for companies. You know how you sometimes see those companies that'll have like, you know, history of rubber or whatever for like Goodyear. It probably came from Johnstown and, and Cushing. When we went comic digging with
1: Michelle Fife in town and we were down at Ides, I picked up a book, a Charlton Magazine book called something like Emergency, something like that. And it was a, it's a Krusty Bunker production. It, it doesn't say Continuity Studios anywhere. All the names are the players uh, that you recognize from Continuity. So, uh, you know, Neil Adams was packaging stuff before he had his own self-publishing imprint or whatever.
0: Yeah, that makes total, total sense. Because that's kind of what he came out of. Yeah. The idea he, of, like, he, we're just going to make a comic he, book for you. And he was probably at, at a better price. Not the Charlton one. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, a lot of the advertising he, comics. He was
1: at Johnstone and Cushing. You know, like, Johnstone and Cushing would place comic strip artists and and, and into like, uh, you know, these generational comic strips and stuff. And and maybe they even started a few, but I, I'm quite sure that he his Ben Casey strip was a,
0: was a deal through Johnstone and Cushing. Oh, interesting. I didn't realize that. And that, that may be in here, but, um, here's some of your, uh, comic strip Characterist celebrity endorsement, but you see, like Al Cap, or at least his assistants here, doing these complete ads. You know, it's basically a uh, Lil Abner comic strip. I bet he does those ones, man,
1: because that's like very lucrative upfront money.
0: Yeah, could be. Could be. So it's
1: kind of like in in the Old Man Logan or whatever, when you see like. Dan Panosian or Joe Quesada does that comic that, sh- that shows up in the movie. Right. Not not uh,
0: stuff that comes out on a mo- monthly basis where you get paid peanuts compared. Uh, one of the great parts of this book, now that we're past that intro stuff, is the artist will be called out in the top. So then you just get samples of what they actually did. And a lot of these artists are people you know. Frank Robbins, of course, Johnny Hazard and Batman. Johnny Hazard went on a long time, longer than people might even realize.
1: And he might have been writing Batman comics or, or drawing them while doing Johnny Hazard this, this this always bugs me like this is uh too uncanny it's it's a cur- cur- <laughs> it kind
0: cur- of is. cursed imagery yeah yeah definitely um storyboards is something that they talk about as comic book artists were really good at and that was again like once you crossed over to Madison Avenue your pay went up a lot so a lot of these guys would would work in both uh if not completely abandoning the co- especially the comic books you know comic strips are one thing but the comic books they just didn't pay so if you wanted to, if you had the skill set, you could get paid for it. Basil Wolverton. That looks like fanzine art. Or... Yeah, it kind of does. It's funny to see Basil Wolverton do, do women, because that was like one of the things you needed to be able to do. He just his art's that. so far away from that. Yeah, it's so far away that he, he had to trace a photo, surely. Um, Noel Sickles, I mentioned earlier, very decorated as an illustrator. You can see the illustration work here. But also doing these kinds of comics, you know, comics were just used more and more in advertising. So, yeah, if you had that skill set, you were good to go. That looks Strollton brand lettering, huh? <laughs> What's What's the
1: lettering thing called? A robot? A, is... A, A, A machine?
0: A machine. <laughs> Jacob kind. Landau, I don't know that name. Um, not sure exactly if it's just art that they think is close to comics or if he has some, some comics roots. Otto Soglo, The Little King, Strip and you can see like it's the same as what he was doing in the comics you know yeah. like they're paying him to be him but pepsi and zippo are paying him to be him it's an interesting thing to think about here's your but- dick brown yeah man this video is brought to you by the books that we make the best way to support cartoonist kayfabe is to buy our books i have street angel princess of poverty coming out in november you need to pre-order that one now it is part of a set with street angel deadly squirrel alive collecting all of my street angel comics October 26th, I will be selling my self published comics on Jimrug.com. That includes True Crime Funnies, the BW zine, and the 1986 zine. And Hulk Grand Design, my contribution to the Grand Design mythos, is sold out at the distribution level. So pick that one up if your comic shop still has a copy. Ed's Hip Hop Family Tree Omnibus will be in stores in November. I recommend that you pre order this one. Get your name on a copy because these are going very fast. X-Men Grand Design Trilogy trade paperback will be out in November collecting all three volumes of X-Men Grand Design by Ed Piscor. And Red Room, Anti-Social Network and Trigger Warnings are already out and in January they will be joined by Crypto Killas. And now back to our video. The, the comic strip
1: itself, if you choose the right characters and the right kind of ideas, it is in effect just a piece of advertising for the, the brand you know, a Peanuts comic strip is reminding you of the Peanuts cartoons. Uh, It might remind you when when you're hunting for a birthday card for your niece or nephew, you see a Peanuts thing. So that daily exposure, you know, ad companies, they call it impressions. Uh, It's a daily impression. So they're in effect advertising themselves every single day in a a newspaper. It's the reason why when, you know, a hundred years ago, little, uh, little orphan Annie gets its place in a post-gazette or something it stays there forever and you get four or five different artists over time drawing the thing because you don't you don't want to leave let that little piece of real estate go
0: it's uh nice too at the bottom of these they list like all of your credits uh, well the credits you'd be known for you know to see kind of like where these guys are coming from this is hank ketchum i you don't need to see dennis the menace listed to know hank ketchum but some of these guys maybe their creations are a little lesser known or they've you know, we're here in the 40s and it's just stuff I don't know about. Uh, but it's amazing to see just how far. And again, like here you're using Dennis the Menace, but it's not all of Hank Ketchum's advertising art. Yeah. This is what you used to see like when you'd get those books of like um, Higgins would put out like an annual catalog and it'd be like all the jobs you can do if you have the skills of a cartoonist. Because like ads would feature cartoon style. Imagine an ad that looked like that now.
1: I want to put our name. It might actually hat.
0: work, you know, because it'd be different. I want
1: to put our names in the hat for Speedball nibs. Cartoonist kayfabe would be good endorsers for Speedball nibs. For yeah,
0: 102? What their promotional budget looks like these days? <laughs> uh, how about this? I go. What? What is this? This is Kirby Sweeper, everybody. It took me a minute to like figure this out, but this is about closing the sale. And the idea is. Here's a an, uh, thousand and one sales, right? So different strategies. This is two salesmen of like what to do when you're trying to close a sale, and this is the contest. So these are like cons, basically, and how-to. So you, you explain to this woman that you're in a close contest with this other salesman in your company, and you just gotta get this next sale. The person who gets the next sale wins the month's promotion. Because Can you? I mean, it's just like literally cons. Because Jim was calling into question the speedball
1: ad budget, you could just hire Eddie P for that one.
0: <laughs> I feel like my rates are lower. They'd be more likely to afford me. <laughs> Who's Paul Fung? Dumb Dora See, that's one that I don't know. Yeah, that would be a Warren Bernard strip. This is an a- another advertising company. We've been mentioning Johnstone and Cushing, but they were not the only ones that were doing advertising with comics. Like... One of the things in the beginning of this, they talk about just how prevalent this became to the point that like a lot of the traditional advertisers hated it, but clients would ask for it. Totally. It was at Johnstone and Cushing where Dick Brown
1: was sharing a kind of uh, studio with Stan Drake, who also got placed into comic strips because of Johnstone and Cushing. Uh, And it was Stan Drake who coined the term uh, Bigfoot cartooning.
0: Which is amazing.
1: Yeah, and, and he did that in relation to Dick Brown to describe his work.
0: This looks like exactly like we looked at some of that, that mid-century modern animation. And yeah. I mean, this image might be in there. Yeah, it's like uh, um, like Gene Deitch. Because you figure Johnstone and Cushing weren't just doing print ads. You know, they would have been working also with uh, video and, and uh, television and animation and stuff for advertising. So you would see crossover between those two groups, probably cross-pollinating.
1: Yeah, see, here's the Stan Drake yeah, John yeah, John Stone Cushing, maybe. Look
0: at that man! Absolutely beautiful, and you know, Heart of Juliet Jones and Blondie being Stan Drake uh, comics Blondie. credits. Blondie, Lou Fine. So we have talked a lot about Lou Fine. Usually, when we talk about Eisner's early studio, and uh, he leaves comics in the mid '40s, and he was the guy that Eisner talked about could do stuff with the brush that nobody else could do, and you start you see some of that applied to finer illustration.
1: And this is this is that Connecticut school of taking photos and inking on top of yep. photos. So so you got you got that delicate ink line, and you know in your mind's eye how to translate these photos into attractive pen ink illustrations, which is interesting these days because you see so many people making their comics and their pinups right. straight up tracing. And in these this to me, it's very generic, but it's stronger artwork than the Procreate Tracer
0: comics and stuff like that and you can see that it it is simplified yeah you know, totally. like these backgrounds i love this car so much and i wouldn't call that photo realistic even though i bet that starts with a photo this was an assignment at the cubert school they they took a, a, a
1: lighthouse that was on top of a heap of rock and the the idea was simplify this put piece of vellum over top of it simplify this and turn it into an icon
0: yeah and uh, it, it forces you to make those decisions. Yeah, like you can see all of this stuff has some level of photo reference. But a lot of it, like rain and, yeah. and wind and, you know, even like simplifying wheat. This is the piece that you have to bring into your work if you're going to
1: be that kind of like photo tracer and take pictures of yourself on your iPad for all the poses and stuff. You have to bring this part into, into your work or else it just is static. And, it, and you run the risk of just looking like all the other guys who do that shit.
0: I did not think to look, but I wonder like where they're getting this artwork. This has to be archived somewhere to get this quality of art, because you can see these are like the raw drawings, mm-hmm. and uh, I'm sure those are in a school somewhere, like a Syracuse or who knows, maybe the Billy Ireland, but somewhere out there. Uh, this is still Lou Fine, so you can kind of see like really what he could do as a comic, traditional comic style.
1: Oof, you know, you know the the company asked for a Prince Valiant type uh, comic.
0: Yeah, hundred percent. It's also probably one of the better collections of Lufine. Like, the Lufine that I have, the reproduction is so freaking poor. Yeah. So getting a nice reproduction of, of uh, a dozen pages of Lufine is always a good thing. Craig Fleisel, the uh, the original Sandman artist at DC and like, Action Comics. I think I have that, uh, that hardcover that DC put out of his work. But, again, you see these guys that start in comics and then kind of go, I can get an extra zero on that job over here.
1: Can't sleep on the lettering, man. Like, this stuff, that's hand done. You know, yeah. like uh, the the lettering is strong. It's it's sign painters who were yes. doing
0: some of this. Easy to take for granted. Yeah, because it looks so professional. Like you see it in in today's world, that's a font. So it's kind of like, yeah, just keep going. But yeah, you're a hundred percent right. Those are really that's a skill that's just not not around today. I want to throw our name in the hat for any kind of wrist brace kind of uh,
1: companies, <laughs> man. Cartoonists could use a wrist brace. That's good. Ounce of prevention. worth more than a pound of cure. This is uh, Bob Bug, who I don't know the name, but I always look at the... Do you know Bob Bug? His name came up in the Jaime Hernandez shoot interview because Bill Sienkiewicz mistakenly thought that the guy who did, like, Little Archie... It it was basically the Harry Lucy comics before Harry Lucy's name. So so not the Little Archie, but the, the... Bob Bobbug was the name that first came up
0: interesting uh, you know yeah. you say that and I'm looking here and it is it's very attractive cartooning
1: right and and you could see the kind of animation of of a uh, and the life you know s- yes. things going on in the panel that couldn't maybe make uh, Sinkevich mistake uh, this guy for for Harry Lucy
0: yeah and his credits were the new neighbors and popular comics so again talking you know a lot of stuff came and went and did not necessarily leave that mark. How much do these remind these remind me so much of like the uh, milk kniff school
1: oh totally yeah I mean, that frank robbins stuff like, like it's on the front cover and like you can mm-hmm. look at that and be like oh that's kniff but look look right here it's not it's alex uh, k
0: look at the drawing in the background like that lady going through with the, her skirt all drawn and everything it's it's really impressive and this is a very hard thing to do too
1: i remember uh reading about steve jobs and, and the original apple logo where it's the you know, th- no holding lines, 30, You know, a bunch of colors doing the rainbow, Apple, it's hard to register that. So like even cutting the separations, they even get better production values at that level. Yeah,
0: definitely a lot more money there. George Russo's, you may know from Marvel credits. Inked uh, Kirby. Yeah. I also wonder like, where do these ads run? You know, these are these are like full-page ads. Yeah, they would be in magazines. They would also... This is uh, Neil Adams now. So starts with Tom Shore, a name I'm not familiar with. But you see like a young Neil Adams then takes on. And you can kind of see how he would get into uh, comic strips if this is the level of work that he's producing on this kind of ad, like a portfolio piece for that.
1: In in his later years, like he's taking you through uh, Continuity Studios. Or there's a videos you can find on YouTube. And he's showing off some of his Ben Casey stuff. And he talks about like the three or four different photos that he took to achieve this one panel
0: right neil adams here dick eyers with continuity associates
1: stuff. so crusty bunker hands
0: basically taken over because uh johnstone and Cushing goes down i think one of their one of their partners dies i think the other one like the sun takes over and it's just not the same you know it doesn't last that long so kind of a good opening for a uh, continuity studios to show up mort meskin a name that that you, you you hear associated like with kirby early on um, again, another guy who just finds the grass greener outside of the comic book business, and uh, hard hard to not understand that. And I imagine this, you can see its markers. I bet you this is a lot different color here than it was the day it was created. Right. Because those markers in the 50s, not a lot of archival quality. Speaking of Kirby, here are Joe Simon doing advertising. So again you know as markets came and went you had to get work wherever you could and this is the famous wally wood ad absolutely man super famous yeah the alka-seltzer um that's wild it's it's so funny to think of ads being that way it's
1: iconic and, and it, it like informed a, a lot of uh cartooning choices that that you know came later
0: yeah and and celebrated in the advertising world uh, an art director's club medal so at a time when this is a really competitive field doing super well there um hostess ads and they talk about the hostess ads interesting bit for me is that those were done by all these different companies marvel dc archie harvey and gold key i would love a collection of those i think about like um i think we're going to be getting one next heroes Con by the way. (laughs) (laughs) I always think like, what are the dream like make me PDFs of this stuff and do one of all the hostess ads would be great. And include include the weird watchmen hostess ad that somebody made. Because I don't know if you've ever seen that, but it has like where lettering has come off. And it's it's a very great detail. I'm sure somebody can Google that and find it. Dan Clow's doing okay soda. He was not the all, only guy, you know. Charles Burns did some of this. Charles Burns did other stuff too, though. He did a um, Altoids. Altoids, yeah. That used to be in comics. I would buy nearly two thousand. 2000s. like you'd see that page. Proper,
1: proper magazines, uh, Entertainment Weekly and stuff.
0: Man, Jack
1: Davis. Jack Davis could be ten volumes. I was going to
0: say you could do several, several books bigger than this. Of Jack Davis, he, he did.
1: He did this one piece that I found not too long ago. It was WNBC Howard Stern with Don Imus. Nice. Wow. It, it was actually a campaign. He did like maybe five,
0: six yeah. different pieces. I always say, like, Jack Davis is the guy. Like, for illustrator, comic book artists that are illustrators, like, he did so much work. You know, this is Jack Davis here. It's
1: funny because they don't even have his iconic stuff. To me, it's like, it's like, um, there's that one bubblegum that has, oh, no, like, did he, did he do the Spalding
0: one? He did do Spaulding, yeah. Yeah, yeah. He would do one, I think Dr. J might have been in it. Right. And, uh, you know, slam dunking a basketball. I must yeah Sp- spalding or converse i don't know i it think it was spalding it was, sounds right it to was me. spalding
1: it was him and it was that dude that uh would would shoot the um
0: foul shots underhanded oh uh rick bear i can't remember his name i know you mean Shaq would always shit talk and when <laughs> would be like "Shaq should, should, should shoot this way <laughs> no, I'm never Every,
1: ever. well, well everybody should <laughs> like true. when you run the numbers like everybody should shoot should throw the, throw their uh
0: there's your That's Lou something. Fine ad in color on the back here. But it's a, it's a heck of a list of contributors. And I mean, they probably could do 10 volumes of this for all the comics artists who worked in advertising. But it's a great sample of a time gone past whenever... If you don't have the comics code happen, imagine where the American comics market goes. Yeah, totally. And uh, we, we do have an agent. So
1: uh, <laughs> if anybody wants to uh, hire the cartoonist K-Fib Kings as, uh, as admin... We don't come cheap that's right good to go i am Fabers, like follow subscribe to the youtube channel hit the bell so that we can notify you when new videos are available cartoonist kayfabe tober is upon us 2023 these are your drawing prompts make sure that you tag us at us make sure that we see these uh pieces that you put together so that we can share those with our audience at large boost your numbers get get your name out and uh it's always a pleasure see what you guys come up with we are a daily youtube channel and uh, with more than 1500 videos in our filmography at this point some stuff might have slipped your radar and we might have talked about your favorite comics give the channel a search for your favorite titles check out those episodes and if we did not cover your favorite comics put something in the comments let us know what those comics are we could push those comics a little bit higher on our to read piles the videos are supported by the king Fabers on our patreon they get access to all the videos before anybody else they're hanging out with us right now in a live stream recording session as we put together uh, this week's worth of videos and uh, we are very much in appreciation for the king Fabers who are supporting the channel ultimately though the videos are brought to you by the books that we make before you is a sample of our bibliography to date but we are working all the time and coming october 18th is the hip hop family tree omnibus you guys have been watching this comic kind of develop over the this past year of 2023 and it is almost upon us and about 75 percent of this print run is accounted for already which i have to absolutely thank you guys for uh what that also suggests is if if you even think that you want this you better order it up quick because uh, that last 25% is going to go pretty quick whenever uh, you know stores sell stuff off the rack and then have to re-up. 500 plus pages, 150 pages of additional material, and uh, best book I ever made. Please scoop that up. Not the only holiday effort to come in 2023. Uh, in November comes the X-Men Grand Design Trilogy trade paperback. Uh, it's crazy how uh, this one works because... It's probably off to the press right now, mere weeks before its release, so I don't have a comp copy to show off. So it's going to be smaller in scale than what you're you're looking at. But these big volumes, some of them are out of print, and it's going to have all of my X Men Grand Design work in there. Please check that out, man. It's perfect, jump on point for any X Men fans or or uh, you know enterprising X Men fans if you're curious about that title. Red Room has been my focus uh, the past couple of years in terms of new comics. Two trade paperbacks out, The Anti-Social Network, Trigger Warnings. Uh, it's Halloween time, right? Read some uh, tongue-in-cheek horror pot boilers. There's going to be a third volume coming out in January. It's called Crypto Killers, and uh, it is the best round of comics uh, yet. Each one of these is self-contained, though. It has four complete uh, self-contained stories. If you see either of these out there in the wild, give it a shot. Jimmy, tell the people what you got going on.
0: Hulk Grand Design is my contribution to the Grand Design mythos, and it is sold out at the distribution level, so pick that up if it's sitting on your comic shop shelves right now because these are going to become harder and harder to find. Coming out in November, Street Angel Princess of Poverty from Image Comics. You need to pre-order that one now. It collects all of the Street Angel comics that are not in Deadliest Girl Alive, also available from Image Comics. These two books together will comprise the complete set of all of the Street Angel comics that I have made so far and i have been self-publishing lately and will be selling these on jimrug.com my website at the end of october october 26th that will include the bw zine uh, highlighting panels and art and ads and editorials from the uh, black and white explosion comics of the 80s that i love so much the 1986 zine is all about the year 1986 whenever comics really kind of the direct market and comic shops took over the direction of comics in the uh, in america and true crime funnies these are non-fiction stories Uh, featuring traditional true crime subject matter like a uh, drug cop, but also featuring some wrestling stories uh, from the early 20th century, as well as an Andy Warhol soiree into wrestling one night. So check those out. Mark your calendar. October 26th, JimRug.com. And if you can't wait that long, you can read a lot of this stuff on my Patreon, patreon.com slash JimRug.
1: The books are the most important part to keep the channel solvent and to keep the videos coming to you on a regular basis. But there are some ways to directly support the
0: Cartoonist KFabe channel. Jimmy, let the people know. Subscribe to the Cartoonist KfaB newsletter at the links below this video. It's a way for us to keep you up to date on what we have going on and where we're gonna be. You can also pick up Cartoonist KFabe t-shirts, merchandise, mugs, hats, stickers, all kinds of stuff at our spread shop, and that link is also under this video in the show notes. There you have it. Plethora of ways
1: to support the Cartoonist KFabe channel. Jimmy, please give the people their final marching orders and we'll be on our way.
0: Read more comics.